to the Prophecy Club. I'm going to talk about the elephant in the room, and that is the big question. Is Dana Coverstone a false prophet? I'm going to say it again. Is Dana Coverstone a false prophet? I got the following email, and I'm going to address it today in the program. This comes to us from a person named Barbara. Pastor Coverstone's prediction that in September there would be lines of people wearing masks standing outside of hospital doors during their interviewed posted June 30, 2020. It doesn't appear to be valid because, parenthesis, thank God, it hasn't happened, and September is almost over. He also predicted a much more potent illness, which was intentionally released, would be the reason people were seeking medical attention. Nothing even close has happened. As a matter of fact, several states are completely ending all CV-19 restrictions this weekend, parenthesis, my own included. Due to the specific nature of the prediction, and most all of a very specific time for it to happen, I'd like to ask you if you can still support this statement as accurate and everything else he said. It's getting a lot of attention on FB, and it can easily become divisive. The scripture clearly teaches believers are to judge every prophecy, and if it fails to happen, it's false. I'd like also to ask if Pastor, as part of the AG Assemblies of God, submitted his dreams to the AG leadership for feedback before going public. Is this the AG sanctioning his predictions as legitimately coming from God? If you don't know the answer, will you please ask him about it? Thank you. Okay, well, I think she's got some very good questions, and we're going to answer those questions, okay? Uh, let me first of all just answer the big elephant in the room question. Is Dana Coverstone a false prophet? No. No. No, absolutely not. No. <laughs> And I might also say that I suggested to Leslie, after she had made the comment, yes, you are a prophet. I said, should we anoint him as an in-the-office prophet? She said, no, he's already in the office. So according to Leslie, she believes he is a prophet, a prophet of God. Okay, so let's talk about it. First of all, let me just answer in general, then we're going to go into specific so, is Dana Coverstone a false prophet? No, absolutely not. He is not. Next question is, the scripture clearly teaches believers are to judge every prophecy, and if it fails to happen, it's false. Is that true? Deuteronomy 18.22 When a prophet speaketh in the name of the Lord, if a thing follow not, nor come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord hath not spoken. But the prophet has spoken it presumptuously, and thou shalt not be afraid of him. And I have to tell you, when Prophecy Club first started and when Prophecy Club introduced Demetri Dudeman, I put out a, again, I didn't understand in those days, I put out uh, a, a pamphlet called, I think it was, uh, oh my goodness, uh, 31 or something like that, 31 Prophecies, Dreams, and Visions. And I mean, thousands of them went out. I started it off quoting Deuteronomy 18.22. When a prophet speaketh in the name of the Lord, if a thing follow not, nor come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord hath not spoken. But the prophet has spoken it presumptuously, and thou shalt not be afraid of him. Because in those days, I thought, as this lady thinks, that the test of a prophet is, if it comes to pass, that was the Lord. If it doesn't come to pass, that's not the Lord. 
Well, okay, but let's look at when that was stated. That's stated in Deuteronomy, as in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, as in the five books of Moses. That was in the days when God spoke to them more directly than he does today. Today, we have to see through a glass darkly. Today, we are expected to hear the still, small voice. But in those days, just as with Samuel, he heard an audible voice. Now, we'd love to be able to hear that today, but there are very, very, very few instances when anyone hears an audible voice. But if they say an angel came and spoke to them, in my opinion, that puts them into that category. If they say they heard an audible voice, that puts them into the same judgment category. Same thing. If they say they heard a voice in their heart or a voice in the night. In other words, if they heard words. I think that that puts them into a very, very serious judgment category. And I'll just say it this way, in the way uh, we Texans would say it, is, Bub, if it falls into that category, you better make sure it is God. Because if it doesn't, you're going to bring a judgment. You're going to bring a curse on yourself. If you say an angel, a word of the Lord, whether it be in your ear or be in your heart, if you say you heard words and you didn't, Mm-mm-mm. It's not good. I look, I can give you examples of where I saw people do stupid stuff like that, and they're dead. And I'm talking about they're dead, and they didn't even make 50 years old. I can tell you about examples, I won't go into it, where well-known people that said the word of the Lord, that was not the word of the Lord, and they had some very, very bad things. I'll just say it that way. Very bad things come to them. I've seen, and I fear the word of the Lord. I fear his power. I'm not going to say, if it's God, I'll say it's God. If it's not God, I'm not going to say it's God. If I'm not certain it's God, (laughs) I'm not going to say it's God. Why? Well, for one thing, I want you to believe me. Because if you don't believe me, in my opinion, nothing else counts. Okay, so let's go back to what she said. The scripture clearly teaches believers are to judge every prophecy, and if it fails to happen, it's false. Is that true? No. In the case of Jonah, as you recall, the audible voice of God spoke to him after he was spit out onto the beach by taking a little ride in a fish. Okay, you're talking about that's a pretty good jerk. That's a pretty good slap in the face when you get swallowed by a fish, burped out on the beach, and told, now, like I said, Go tell Nineveh they got 40 days. He didn't say if they repent. He just said, go tell them they got 40 days, I'm going to destroy the city. And, of course, Jonah said, I know you're not going to do it. Don't make me go do that. I know you. You're too kind. You're too loving. You're not going to do it. I know you're not going to do it. God didn't say that. He said, I said, go tell Nineveh they got 40 days. So Jonah goes down, walks up and down the streets of Nineveh, And the people began to listen, not only the people, but the king. And he took off his kingly robes. He sat in sackcloth. He put on on sackcloth. He sat in ashes. And he commanded all of the city to stop their eating and their drinking. We're talking about fasting food and water, including the animals, for three days. Now, (laughs) you talk about a repentance, that's a big one. I mean, that would be tantamount today. If Trump were to take off his suit, 
put on sackcloth, which is basically just clothes made out of some sack that flour comes in, and set in ashes, or what we would do today, because ashes were a sign of sacrifice or cleansing. So if he were to fast for three days, no food, no water, but he commanded all of America to fast for three days, no food, no water, and the animals. Can you imagine that today? That's really, really big. So consequently, God did not destroy Nineveh in 40 days. Question. Did God speak to Jonah? Yep. Did he say he was going to destroy Nineveh in 40 days? Yep. Okay, so does that make Jonah a false prophet because it didn't come to pass? Nope. Matter of fact, my opinion, Jonah is one of the greatest prophets in the Old Testament because he was successful. What? See, his objective was not to try to just warn Nineveh to stop sending repent, turn to the Lord. Instead, he was able to sell his warning. He got the king and all the people to Nineveh to fast and pray and turn from their sins for three days, no food, no water. As a result, God destroyed Nineveh 40 years later. He did a delay, a 40-year delay. Now, wouldn't America like to have that? Wouldn't you like to know that America is going to continue another 40 years? So back to the question. Is Dana Coverstone a false prophet if what he says does not come to pass? I'll ask it again. If the things that Dana Coverstone prophesied do not come to pass, does that make him a false prophet? And the answer is no. In my opinion, it makes him a very, very good prophet. It makes him a prophet likened to Jonah. It makes him someone that was able to sell and to convince people to stop sinning. That's the whole point. Convince America to stop sinning, repent, turn to Jesus. Ask yourself a question. Have we seen people across this nation? I'm not talking about just Prophecy Club. I'm talking about churches across this nation are having fasting and having prayer. Well, I don't know about fasting, but they're having prayer meetings. Matter of fact, I haven't heard of any others doing fasting. But, uh, okay, even the, you know, there was a big thing going on this past weekend. So has there been a lot of prayer for this nation? Yes, there has. Now, is God going to do the things that Coverstone said? Well, not if I have my way about it. And I believe, I would say, not if you have your way about it. In other words, we want to hear the word of the Lord. We want to repent. Just like it says, Second Chronicles seven fourteen. For my people who are called my name, it didn't say the people outside the church. My brothers and sisters said said people in the church. If my people, if my people called by name, shall pray and seek my face and turn from with the wicked ways, and the wicked ways, in my opinion, is well. Now we learn maybe up to a million people about to be arrested. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Can you imagine a society where the top one million bad guys? are all arrested and judgment served up partially? Wouldn't that be wonderful? Well, that may be what these 199,613 sealed indictments are. I don't know, but I mean, it's a lot of people. Okay, so let's go back to the question. He predicted much more potent illness was intentionally released. And then she goes down here and says, the scripture clearly teaches believers are to judge every prophecy. If it fails to happen, it's false. Is that true? No, it's not. No. So, Coverstone heard the word of the Lord. I believe that was an angel that came to him. His job is to hear and to deliver. Let me say it again. Coverstone's job is to hear and deliver. Let me say it again. Coverstone's job is to hear and to deliver. 
It is not to see that it is interpreted properly. It is not to see that people believe it. It's not to see that they hear it. It's not to see that they repent and turn to God. None of that is his job. His job is one thing, to hear, deliver, just like Jonah. That was his job, hear and deliver. Now, whether Nineveh, whether the king repents, whether they receive it, that's not his problem. Coverstone does not have to give the interpretations. I believe that that is why God has called me and others like me to give the interpretation. See, one plants, another waters, but the Lord gives the increase, so says the Bible. In other words, can't everybody be the mouth? Somebody got to be the ears. Can't everybody be the hands? Somebody got to be the feet. Well, that's the way it is in the kingdom of God. Now let's go to the next thing. She said, I'd also like to ask if Pastor, as part of the AG, has submitted his dreams to the AG leadership for feedback before going public. Oh, well, let me just tell you. First of all, I love the Assemblies of God. I think that the Assemblies of God is probably one of the best denominations in the world. I love them. I don't agree with their pre-trib, but if if I were to, and I haven't, but if I were to go through all of the doctrinal statements, I would probably agree, I would probably have the highest percentage of agreement with Assemblies of God than any other large denomination. So I, that's that's a pretty big compliment to give to the AG. However, if the AG says, and I don't know that they do, they probably do not, but if they do, if they say that all of the people in the AC must submit their dreams to the AG leadership for approval and feedback before they release them, oh, man, that would be a big problem. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm. Man, that is controlling God. I don't believe they do that. And if they do that, they need to change that real quick. But back to the question, is Coverstone required to report? Well, I don't know if the AG assembly uh, requires that, but I can tell you that better not. And as far as Coverstone, no, he does not report to the AG. He reports to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. He reports to God. It was an angel that delivered the message, in my opinion, and it is his job to hear and to present that message. All he is is the delivery boy. He is not the interpreter boy. He is not the boy to see that you believed it and you repented and you turned. None of that. None of that. His job is to hear and say. Hear and say. He did his job. And if the assemblies of God wants to stick their foot in the middle between Coverstone and God, that's a very dangerous position, and that foot is probably going to be cut off. In other words, no. Coverstone hears and he delivers. That's all he has to do. He should not, and better not, in my conversations with him, the AG leadership, I think what he said is they don't know what to do with me. <laughs> far as I know, no, he has not submitted it for their approval, nor will he, nor should he. Now let's go on to the next one. Is the AG sanctioning his predictions as a legitimate, legitimately coming from God? And if you don't know the answer, will you please ask him about it? Well, actually, I have. And he says the AG doesn't know what to do with me. So they're kind of, my understanding is staying out of it. I think that's the best thing to do. I don't think you want to get in the way of the word of the Lord. That can get you into some dangerous, very dangerous territory. Okay, so that brings us to the next big elephant in the room question. A false prophet, who is a false prophet? What makes a false prophet? In other words, if the prophet 
prophesies something and it comes to pass, is that the test? Well, it was back in Deuteronomy, but we don't live in Deuteronomy. You know, these days, if someone commits adultery, they're not stoned, and I'm glad of it. Okay, so we live in a very different world today, and we live under the blood of Jesus. So that brings us back to the question, what today? What is a false prophet? Here's the answer. (laughs) I'm going to give you the answer. The answer, what is a prophet, is this. A false prophet is one who did not hear from God, but spoke in the name of God. They did not hear from God, but they said they did hear from God. And at that point, it doesn't make any difference whether it comes to pass or not. You know, there's a whole lot of people that are prophesying right now, well, there's going to be a contested election. Well, duh. At this point, that's not a real big prediction. There's going to be ballots that are stolen. Well, that's not a big prediction. We're already getting reports. That's already happening. I mean, any moron could see that. That's not a prophecy. And I also see other people are coming out with prophecies. And, and it's not, you can tell they've read the Coverstone prophecies. But if you read those Coverstone prophecies, nobody saw that stuff coming before he did. A few of them confirmed it or he confirmed them which is why it's so valid. All right, now let me give you an example of what I'm talking about here. Let's go to 2 Kings 2012. All right, here's the situation. So this Barodachbaldian, the son of Baladan, king of Babylon, sent letters to Hezekiah saying, sorry, you're sick. Well, Hezekiah liked that. So he invited the king of Babylon to go in, and he showed him all, quote, all the precious things of silver and gold and spices, precious ointment, all of the house of his army, and he showed him all of the things that are found in the treasury. Nothing in the house was not shown to him. So Hezekiah showed the king of Babylon all of his wealth. So as soon as the king of Babylon walks out, Isaiah the prophet walks in and said, uh, what were these guys here for? Uh, well, I was just showing around. And what did you show them? Well, I showed them everything. What did you show them? Well, I showed them everything that's in my house, all of my treasuries. I didn't show them anything that I didn't hide anything. Isaiah says, behold, the days come that all is in your house, that which your fathers laid up in store unto this day, all is going to be carried into Babylon. Nothing shall be left. And if it had stopped there, that would have been pretty bad. But it didn't stop there. The next verse says, And your sons, this is the son of the king, King Hezekiah, and your sons that shall issue from thee, which thou shalt beget, they shall take away to Babylon, and they shall be eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. In other words, not only is the king of Babylon going to come in and take all of your treasures, He's going to take your sons off to Babylon and he's going to castrate them so that they will not have any children. You will have no grandchildren beyond your children. That's what he's saying. Pretty bad stuff. So then what happened? Well, now we jump to Jeremiah 28. So it came to pass that now this other prophet rises up by the name of Hananiah, son of Azar the prophet. And he didn't like the fact that all the treasuries have been taken off to king of Babylon. So he comes up with a prophecy. Now, this is an example of a false prophet. He says, in just a minute, God said, but God didn't say. So he says, thus saith the Lord of hosts, 
I have broken the yoke of the king of Babylon. Within two full years, I will bring again unto this place all the vessels of the Lord's house. In other words, those things that had been taken or stolen. Of Babylon took away from this place and carried unto Babylon. I will bring again to this place Jeconiah, the son of the king of Judah, with all the captives of Judah that went into Babylon. Thus saith the Lord, for I will break the yoke of the king of Babylon. So then Hananiah goes over to prophet Jeremiah, and he pulls the yoke made of wood off of him, throws it to the ground, breaks it. And Jeremiah says, Amen. The Lord do so also. The Lord perform thy words that thou hast prophesied to bring again the vessels of the Lord's house and all that is carried away captive from Babylon into his place. In other words, at this point, Jeremiah didn't know if he had really heard from God or not. Jeremiah, the real prophet, is just saying, Amen, that sounds good to me. Okay, so what happened? So then Jeremiah starts walking off. Hananiah then took the yoke off, broke it, as I said, and he says, And even so, I will break the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, from off all the nations round about within the space of two years. So Jeremiah said, Hey, it sounds good to me. He turns to walk away. And the real, the real word of the Lord comes to Jeremiah the prophet. After Hananiah the prophet had broken the yoke off of his neck, saying, Go and tell Hananiah, saying, Thus saith the Lord, Thou hast broken the yokes of wood, but thou shalt make for them yokes of iron. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I have put a yoke of iron upon the neck of these nations, that they may serve Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon, and they shall serve him, and I have given him the beasts of the field also. Then said Jeremiah unto Hananiah the prophet, Hear now, Hananiah, the Lord hath not sent thee, but thou makest these people to trust in a lie. And he was dead less than a year later. Now, what is a false prophet today? It is not one that hears, delivers, and it doesn't come to pass. See, Coverstone's objective, I believe, is to simply hear and to deliver. I believe God's objective is to speak through Coverstone some really, really uncomfortable things. It has scared America. It has not just scared America because bad things were spoken, because there's been a lot of bad things spoken. But the thing about Coverstone's prophecies that has shaken America, like I've never seen America shaken, was they were calendar dreams. Calendar dreams, the first of the two, came to pass, like March was going to be COVID. And then June was going to be riots. It all came to pass. Calendars actually telling us when it's going to happen and what's going to happen. Now, is it going to come to pass? Not if I have anything to do with it. And I believe not if the Prophecy Club people have anything to do. I'll also say, if America has anything to do with listening to Coverstone, look, everybody that heard those prophecies, they know. They know they're God. And they're doing everything they can. I believe right now America is fasting and praying and we are seeking God. I believe right now that America is shaken. I believe America is shaken like she has never been shaken. America is praying like she has never prayed. And if our prayers are heard, if our prayers are answered, I know they're heard, but if our prayers are answered, hopefully, prayerfully, cautiously, humbly, we pray that those things that cover stone were spoken, those warnings were heard, heeded, and prayed off. And those things that can't be prayed off 
or at least softened and delayed. As I said at the assembly, I said, look, here, here's the way we're going to be able to look at this. If these things continue to come to pass, then maybe our prayers either were not enough or they weren't heard. But in that she's saying, well, some of those things Coverstone said are already not coming to pass. I say, hallelujah, hallelujah, praise the Lord. That's what we want. We don't want those things to come to pass. Look, anybody, how do I say this kindly? Lord, give me the word, say this kindly. We do not want to be the ones that are sitting there marking to see those things come to pass. And then we do not want to be the person that says, oh, cover stones a false prophet because it didn't come to pass. No. Instead, we want to say, hallelujah, thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayers. Look, when you got 450 people fasted for 48 straight hours and kept the microphone praying and going for 48 straight hours, when you have 450 people that are willing to come from all over the nation to fast and pray and to cry out before God, don't bring this to America. And then it comes, and you're going to rejoice because it came to pass? No. We don't want it to come to pass. Look, even Demetrius prophecy. I was thinking the other day, Lord, have you delayed that? Is it possible? Is it possible, Lord, that I could get to heaven and ask, well, why didn't the prophecy from Demetri come to pass? I mean, he sat on the electric chair twice. You told him the angel several visits. You told me it didn't come to pass. I would love to hear that. I don't want to see these things come to pass. I'm doing my best to warn and to try to get people to turn. Has it happened? I don't know. I don't know. But I can tell you this. I believe me, the people listening right now, we are doing our dead level best to fulfill Second Chronicles 7.14. And I think to a large degree we have. But again, we're going to be able to watch and see. Like, for example, if there's a lot more of this protesting, if that doesn't go away, if there is a second virus released, and if there is a contested election, if there's, a, if there's all of this stuff still starts coming, to me, it said we didn't have enough people praying. What we did was good, but it just wasn't enough. Remember, the prophecy said just Coverstone praying, just a few people praying, just them scattered all over tarnation, that it's not enough. We got to gather, we got to assemble, which is why we're having another assembly Halloween night. And I haven't got it all confirmed yet, but you can hopefully hear in the next week or so up on watchmanstrumpet.com. We'll have you all the details. We're asking everybody that came to the solemn September assembly to come to this one too. Watchmanstrumpet.com. Be watching for it. What is a false prophet? A false prophet is one that says they heard from God, but they did not. Is Coverstone a false prophet? Absolutely, positively not. I know, I absolutely, positively know that Coverstone is a real prophet. He's really hearing from God. He's one of the most humble people I've ever met. Everybody loves Coverstone. Everybody, everybody loved him. All of the ministers, all of the people. Everybody loves Coverstone. You don't have to worry about Coverstone. What you have to worry about is God. Can we turn the heart of God to soften, delay, and maybe remove some of these prophecies? That's the whole point. If these prophecies come to pass, it's our fault. But if they're softened or delayed, or especially if we prayed them away, we can rejoice and say, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We do not want to see these bad things come to our nation.
When a nuclear device goes off, it produces an EMP electromagnetic pulse, and it fries every computer chip unless they're protected. The good news is EMPShield.com has devices a military testing facility says are 100% accurate to protect against EMP, solar flares, lightning, power surges backed by a 10-year warranty and a $25,000 insurance policy. And they come with simple installation instructions for home, vehicles, RV, and electric generators. You can have electricity in a blackout. EMPShield.com. Use the promo code PROPHECY for a $50 gift card. This helps Prophecy Club. That's EMPShield.com. Promo code PROPHECY for a $50 gift card. EMPShield.com. EMPShield.com. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com is owned by a prophecy student who reads his King James Bible and supports Prophecy Club. Call CornerstoneAssetMetals.com for gold, silver, palladium, rhodium bars, or coins that can help you roll over your IRA, 401k. So tell CornerstoneAssetMetals.com Prophecy Club sent you. You can have instant access to over 200 titles on a recurring monthly subscription of $20 or yearly for $200 at watchprophecyclub.com. 